We're Jill and Jenna, sisters who believe that gut health is the baseline required to live your best life. But health is way more than that. So we've made it our mission to take a deep dive into gut health, mental health, fitness, nutrition, and more. Interviewing experts, having real conversations, all while making sure all of the information is digestible. Welcome Welcome to to our our gut talk. talk. You all have been going crazy about these electrolytes. And if you follow us on any platform, you would know that we post about these a lot, probably because we have these every day. Anyway, let me tell you a little bit about hydration. To properly hydrate, you want to include water with electrolytes. So when you sweat, you are losing water and sodium. Both of these need to be replaced to prevent headaches, muscle cramps, energy dips, confusion, and more. You know, I used to get these big cramps after workouts, especially at night that would wake me up. But after drinking electrolytes with my water, I cannot remember the last time that's happened. Electrolytes facilitate hundreds of functions in the body, including conduction of nerve impulses, hormonal regulations, nutrient absorption, and fluid balance. They also boost performance and recovery. Element, spelled L-M-N-T, is a tasty electrolyte drink mixed with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means a science-backed electrolyte ratio with none of the junk. No sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. Jill and my favorite is the raspberry or watermelon salt and grapefruit, a close third. That's their newest flavor. Can I also add that they make you want to drink your water? So if you're someone who constantly says you need to drink more water, this might be right up your alley. We have a deal for the Gut Talk community. You can go to drinkelement.com to get a free Element sample pack when you make any purchase through our link. The Element sample pack includes one packet of every flavor. This is perfect for anyone who's interested to try all of the flavors or if you want to introduce a friend to Element. That is linked in our bio. Try it out and let us know what you think. We're back and we're alone. We're solo. Solo. A solo pod for the two of us. It, it's been a while. It has. We've had some really awesome guests as of lately. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty proud of us. I think that these episodes have been so helpful, at least for me, mm-hmm. hopefully for everyone else too. But we are touching so many different subsections of health mm-hmm. and we are always saying one part of health never really gets you there. It's you have to look holistically at your entire life. And we've talked recently about your liver. We've talked about hormones. We've talked about sleep. We've talked about so many things, which kind of leads us to our episode today. Yeah. So drum roll, please. (laughs) We hit 50 episodes. If you listen on Apple podcasts, you'll know because we put the numbers on there. Not if you listen on Spotify. But to be honest, 50 to us feels like such a huge milestone. So we just want to take the time to appreciate that for a second. This is far past the people that try out the podcast life and do like a quote unquote season. And then we're like, no, like we're really rolling and we're picking up steam. And honestly, podcasting is not for the faint of heart. We're in your bedroom right now. Mm -hmm. We had to walk Duke four miles this morning in order to get him to potentially be a possible good boy. He sees the microphone come out and he's like... Time to play. He thinks he's a performer. He does. And yeah, we're in my room right now. Let me tell you, when I first, when we first started podcasting, I was like, this is such a cute thing. We get to put on headphones. We get to chat and be glamorous. I wanted the aesthetic. 
And we will get there, you all. Like when we're on episode whatever it is and we're coming to you live from XYZ Studio, you're going to be like, the girls freaking did it and they talked it talked it into fruition. But I kind of like this for us in a sense because we're never those girls that are perfectly put together. Right. And podcasting using my blanket from my room to get the the correct acoustics Mm -hmm. really just fits our vibe. It does. But my whole point of saying this is the fact that People think podcasting so glamorous, but one, it's a grind, and two, it takes consistency and showing up every single week or almost every single week, we're a little behind this week, to really make something and be good at it. You know I love Barstool Sports, Mm -hmm. and I listen to a number of their podcasts, and I do find that the ones that talk about sports it becomes a bit easier because there's always something going on Mm -hmm. where with us, it's a little bit more like you have to kind of dig and dive to figure out what you want to talk about. Like every week there's not a news headline saying like, Oh, support your liver and da 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 da. Like, so it is, it has been really interesting just figuring out what we want to talk about week after week, but or something like the morning toast. If you guys listen to that, where they have, um, don't they go? I don't listen it's to a, it that it's much. It's the five but top stories you need to listen exactly. to before you have your daily toast. Yes. yes ah. Yes, yes, okay. Yes. That makes a I, lot of sense. I am a pod consumer. Yeah, you really are. Mm-hmm. I would say not that you asked, but I would say right now that like, I didn't ask. I I do <laughs> listen to the toast. I will listen to the toast when there's something they're gonna say. For instance, like I'm a big Bravo girl, so the Kyle and Mauricio drama of it all right now is a big deal. But I, I was thinking the other day, like I consume, not consistently, but on a monthly basis, probably like 15 different podcasts. I kind of love that for you. It's yeah. a fun, I mean, I, I know because you have your headphones in and you say, I can't hear you. You literally look at me in the kitchen and just say, I can't hear you, which honestly is rude. If you're paying attention, what is my number one favorite podcast right now? Um, I know. Roan and Pat Bev. It's the Pat Bev show with Roan. But yes, (laughs) the Pat Pat Bev pod. I just think they are the most dynamic duo. They talk about sports, but also life. I know we're not a sports podcast, but I love, love, love sports. And so that's how I consume a lot of my sports information. Pat Bev is now with the Philadelphia 76ers. Jenna? I'm literally rolling my eyes. They do this cheer with the 76ers. He was teaching Pat because Pat's going to be on the team now. Mm -hmm. And Roan was born in Philly. And it goes... It's like one, two, three, four, five, sixers, ten, nine, eight, seventy sixers. And and I literally am like right. back and forth as I'm like putting my makeup on in the morning. Anyway. I love that so much. Oh. I hope you guys do that with us. Maybe we should do some more chants and stuff. When they when we post this episode, I'll post the clip about okay, them good. singing the thing. I didn't do as good of a job. They had more of a little bit more rhythm and beat to it, mm-hmm. but Anyway, uh, <laughs> enough about my podcasts mm-hmm. I listen to. Although if you guys ever want some recommendations, you just let me know. Okay, but really what Jill was saying about topics, we get it from the questions you guys ask us. So keep it up. Keep asking us questions in the comments and DMs, wherever you're, you know, you want to con- communicate with us. But you guys feel what we believe needs to be talked about on the podcast, but also like things that we struggled with and what we wish we heard a few years ago. Well, without further ado, Jen, here are 10 things we've compiled within our first 50 episodes that we believe are uh, imperative imperative to your health. I love that word. Good mm-hmm. for you. Thank Good you. for you. Mm-hmm. You're surprising me with your dictionary recently. Yeah. 
Okay, so Jen, lead us off. What is the first... And this isn't like in any particular order. No. So these are 10 lessons that or concepts that we think is really important for you all know that we have now learned from experts on our podcast, like Jill just said. So the first one, starting off, there is more to health than calories in versus calories out. The quality of your food does in fact matter. I can speak to this firsthand. A lot of you all know my story, but if you don't, when I graduated college, I had played softball in college, I had weight to lose. And so I started following fitness influencers and I got really fit. I looked great, but I didn't improve any of the health issues I had during college. I was throwing up all the time because I couldn't digest fats, which we learned later on. I had horrible acne. I had IBS still. I was getting headaches multiple times a week. I was trouble falling asleep. You name it and I had it. And so for me, I was actively eating like 1800 calories. I was in a really good spot and I was working out an hour to an hour and a half every day and I looked great, but I felt like shit. Mm -hmm. And that is because the quality of our food matters so much. Mm -hmm. And not to say that you need to be perfect, but your overall baseline should be high quality foods. And then you can have a little bit of fun here and there, of course, don't get us wrong. That was told to us by Dr. Lat Manser. He's a PhD in metabolic health, and that episode was so fantastic. Number two is something that is a little less duh. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I absolutely do. It's not, it's not as it's not as much low-hanging fruit, if you will. Our society is fiber deficient. So increasing fiber intake to support your gut health as a whole is one of the best things you can do for your health. And how much should people aim for a day? So the recommended daily amount is 25 to 30 grams, but I will tell you right now, a lot of professionals in the functional medicine space will argue that it's way more. And so one thing you can do is first understand what fiber is. We're not gonna go into that lesson right now, but it's then kind of understanding how much are you eating per day? Do you need to eat more fruits and veggies where you find the bulk of fiber and adjust accordingly? I'm guessing that if a lot of you counted, you would be eating less than you thought. Jill and I are definitely guilty of it. Can you list a few fiber rich foods? Also, we a lot of times put a fiber supplement into our smoothies, which mm-hmm. is called Clear Digestive. Yeah, that's fantastic. Flaxseed, chia seeds, right? Avocado is a great source of fiber that's actually a fat. A lot of your veggies, broccoli, you know, cook down. You can cook your veggies down to make them easier digested. Fruits have fiber in them as well. Oats. So literally all you have to do is Google list of fiber rich foods and start trying to incorporate more of them into your diet. It will be one of the greatest things you can do for your gut microbiome, for your digestion, and for your poop to make sure you're pooping properly and enough. And if the Gut Talk fam doesn't take this advice, what happens when you're low on fiber? You can be constipated. You can be stocked up. Your gut might not be functioning to its highest potential. I mean, your digestion is very much reliant on fiber intake. All right, John, moving on. I'm going to emphasize this one. Mm. You gotta stop drinking plain water. Amen. And I mean it. I really seriously mean it. I don't remember the last time I drank plain water more than just like at a restaurant or a sip. Jenna, explain why. Well, 
The biggest factor is the fact that water is just water. And without electrolytes, you're not absorbing that water and really getting your hydration, right? So like, for example, when you sweat, you are losing not only water, but you're losing sodium. So you need to replenish that for proper mineral electrolyte balance in order for so many different functions in your body. And a lot of people get dehydrated, they'll be constipated, they'll be fatigued, they'll be have muscle cramps. It affects your skin. It affects your skin, and the reality is you're lacking in the department of electrolytes. And so that whole fitness trend where you drink a gallon of plain water, right? it's almost like just like flushing you out a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. It's hard on the kidneys. It's really the fact that your pee should not be clear. And I think a lot of us were taught that our pee should be clear. Yep. I know I was, but really it should be a pale yellow. So you can kind of determine if you're hydrated or not by one, the color of your pee. Kate Deering taught us this. And also, how many times are you peeing a day? If you're peeing upwards of 10 times, maybe you're drinking way too much water and not enough minerals like electrolyte packets by Element or milk. We learned from Kate Deering that that's so high in um, nutrients that hydrate you or fruit, another way to hydrate. You can also put lemon in your water. Mm-hmm. You can put a pinch Spice of salt. It up. Sea salt. Yep, absolutely. So, it so doesn't, the, you don't have to buy necessarily electrolytes, no. but we do highly recommend it. And of course, we're element girlies. Absolutely. And we drink them daily. We've gotten so many of our friends to start drinking them because mm-hmm. they taste good too. And just a pro tip, I fill up a 40 ounce Stanley and I only use half of an electrolyte packet because I like more of like a hint, yeah. yeah, a hint of a taste rather than like a punch. Some people like the punch, but then for me it's exciting because then I drink two Stanleys a day, and then I use the other half in my second Stanley, and bada bing, bada boom, eighty ounces, and you're hydrated. Yeah, she's Incredible. she's a hydrated queen around here. Woo! All right, number four. This one is not necessarily, it's more of a concept, but it's something that we all need to really understand and pay attention to. And that is the fact that 88% of Americans are metabolically unhealthy, but that is not a end-all be-all death sentence. That's really dramatic, but there's a lot of things we can do to improve the health of our metabolism. What I will say is I'm 28 years old. I feel like as you start reaching 30, women have this thing where everyone freaks out. You're not going to look as good as you did when you were younger. Your metabolism slowing down. That's not the thing. Mm-hmm. And I was listening yesterday, actually, when I was on my walk. I was listening to Organic Olivia on The Skinny Confidential. Uh-huh. And what she was saying was like, it's not that our metabolism slowing down. We slow down as humans. We pay people to do all of these tasks. As Like, for instance, you want to go and get food? Oh, well, now you door dash it in. Mm-hmm. You pay for all of these different services, like laundry and things like that. And what we don't realize is, like, we just slow down as humans. We need to be weightlifting. We need to be walking. We need to be eating properly. We need to be supplementing properly. Mm-hmm. Sauna, whatever those things are that you need. And so it's kind of like this idea of, you can look better than you've ever looked as you get older. And we see it in our world time and time again. Like, I think a great example is Melissa Wood. Mm-hmm. She looks phenomenal because she does the things. Yeah. Right? I'm not saying she eats perfectly. Or look at Michael Bostick. He pretty much cut out alcohol for the most part. He weightlifts every day. He's eating right. He looks phenomenal. Yeah. And 
it's the truth. And the reality is, is that statistic is really, in, in my opinion, scary, right? But what I was, what Jill and I are trying to explain is if you feel like maybe you're in the position of your, you know, teetering toward type 2 diabetes, or you feel like your body is not where you want it to be, it is not too late. Even if, you know, I'm talking to an 80-year-old woman right now, which I don't think any 80-year-olds are listening to us, but my point is, it is not too late to change your life, to change your health, to start making small steps, taking small steps that will make a big difference in the long run. Two things. One, don't accept this whole, I'm getting older and my metabolism is going to slow down. Mm -hmm. That is something that we've made up to make ourselves feel better about becoming less in shape as we get older. One. Number two, another thing that was mentioned yesterday in the podcast, it's just fresh on the top of my mind, is the practitioner that Organic Olivia worked with, because you should really go listen to the episode, but she was overweight. Her parents were extremely overweight and um, have significant health problems. And what her practitioner told her was that every inch that she adds to her waistline in her 20s and 30s is an inch her brain shrinks. Wow. Now, whether that's exactly correct or not, you get the correlation. Right. Your brain needs you to stay fit and healthy in order to continue to function and fire at the speed it needs I mean, we saw that with Nana, with our grandma. I mean, she really started to decline. and, And I think if we looked at her differently today... With the knowledge that we know now, we would have said, Nana, get more sunshine, move more, build muscle, consume more protein. She so, hated to work out. Yep. And she ate like a squirrel. Yep, exactly. A bird? A bird. Mm. Okay, next, number five, is that gut health is critical to the health of your hormones. And if the one of the best experts in hormone health, a.k.a. Dr. Jolene Brighton, says that this is the case, mm, I think we'd believe her. I was also taught this in my training as well. You cannot have really good hormone health if you do not have good gut health. Gut health is the baseline, what we say, required to live your best life. But that also means it is the baseline to have good everything health. If your gut health is not there, your hormones will not be healthy. So therefore, if you're stuck between should I take care of my gut health or should I take care of my hormone health, Focus on your gut health, and I'm sure a lot of your hormone health will change for the better as well. If you need examples, look no further than Jill, myself, (laughs) because I've been having this really light texture on my skin, and I went to my dermatologist yesterday, and she said, that's yeast, Mm -hmm. which one, shout out to my dermatologist, because the fact that she is willing to see the the gut-skin connection She was like, you might just want to work on that a little bit. So then I talked to Jenna and she's like, oh, don't worry, we'll handle that. But my point is like my skin, my hormones are directly correlated to what's in my gut. Yeah, it's the truth. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. We will address that. Yep. Okay, number six. Our bodies do not want to digest when we are in a stressed out state. So focusing on being in that rest and digest, otherwise known as parasympathetic state, a majority of the time will be the greatest thing you can do, one of the greatest things you can do for your digestion. You know, I don't think I've shared this theory with you, Hmm. but I think part of the reason that Americans, one of the many, are far more overweight than a lot of other countries is because 
how quickly we eat our food. Mm-hmm. When you think about in Europe, it's like this whole ordeal to eat, right? Like you sit down, you have the meal. It's not this like fast on the go thing. Like mm-hmm. meals are kind of like the sacred time and they eat slower than we do and they're in a rest and digest state. And so they don't overeat as much because they're, how often do you shovel in your food and then you become so full because you didn't even give the time for your body to signal to you that you're full and that's why you're over consuming. If you would just slow the heck down, that problem would be solved. I would argue not even weight loss. Think about just digestion overall. I mean, I don't think we have the statistics exactly for that, but I will tell you right now, sitting down and actually enjoying your meals. And I'm not talking you have to be there for 30 minutes to an hour. Even giving yourself 15 minutes, I'm sure that's a lot longer than a lot of us, you, are doing in your day-to-day life. And that's something that I focus on so much. I know Jill tries to as former very chronic fast eaters, but... Yeah, we're in recovery. Yeah, it's it's... It's important. Our body digests in a rest and digest state. That means when we're calm and we're not frantic and shoving food down our face and watching TV. And and, and even if you just go into the meal thinking about actively chewing your food, you'll slow down. Mm-hmm. Because you can't chew fast. It's a very bizarre thing when you pay attention to it. Yeah. All right. Number seven, Jen, hit us. Stress and trauma can manifest as physical symptoms. And again, this is another concept that Dr. Amy Apigian taught us, but it was a very eye-opening episode because I think a lot of us physically are holding on to, and when I say a lot of us, take this with a grain of salt. I mean, like, if you think that that resonates with you, I know it has with me in the past, maybe even still today. Breathwork, somatic therapy, Finding what works for you, and again, we learned this from Dr. Amy Apigian, can help you really release the stress and trauma that you are physically holding on to. And I will tell you right now, it can absolutely change the way that you feel in your life. And this is the most broad way of explaining a very complex topic that people don't want to accept this. Because it requires you to actually do the work. Mm -hmm. When you have to work on your stress and your trauma in order to heal, it's a lot harder than saying, oh, my stomach's bad because I'm eating dairy. I'm removing the dairy and I'll be good. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying my stomach's bad because I've been living with this thing that's been eating me alive for years mm-hmm. and I'm quote unquote fine day to day, but you really know that you're not. Yeah. And that type of stress and trauma can prevent you from healing. With they're done. Incredible. Bada bing, bada boom. It it is the truth. And it's the hard work and it's the root cause. Want to talk about root cause? Dig deeper into your stress and trauma. Pretty much Dr. Amy was saying that like all of us deal with some sort and keep trying, keep trying different things. Like Mm -hmm. maybe meditation isn't for you. Right. Maybe she's very a big fan of somatic healing. So if you want to look that up or even look up her account and learn more about it, I think that's really important. Great. Number eight, decreasing seed oils is one of the best things you can do for your health. Replace it with more omega-3s like cold water fish, flax seeds, chia seeds, leafy greens. Jill, please tell them the story briefly in a nutshell of 
your period pain. I have always had horrific period cramps to the point where a lot of times I would have to call out sick out of work or just be miserable throughout the day. And Jenna knows I have an extremely high threshold for pain. I would literally rather have shoulder surgery than get my period. That's how bad they are. And then in May, I started cooking all of my meals for May meals. As you guys may know, if you are on our email chain or if you follow us on Instagram. And when my period came around the next month, I had virtually no no pain. I don't like to take Advil or Tylenol, but when I get my period, I literally have to. I take three at a time and I probably take 12 within 36 hours, which I know is not good for me, but I don't have a choice. Right. I now take two from 12 to two. And the difference was I was cooking all my own food So I was controlling and reducing the amount of seed oils and I don't want to say bad, but like not great oils. And I was also eating salmon every week. I was putting chia seeds in my smoothies and I was having uh, more salads at home. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you it has drastically changed my life because of that, I like won't go back. And part of this is due to just a little reasoning behind it. Is there such thing as omega-3 versus omega-6 fats? Again, I'm not going to go too into it, but omega-6 fats look more like those seed oils, the more inflammatory oils. Omega-3 or the lower inflammatory, anti-inflammatory, if you will. You want a ratio of about two to one, but so many people's ratios are like 30 to one, like a crazy number. So we're getting higher on the inflammation and that directly correlates to something called prostaglandins, which definitely not getting into this, but this is a reasoning behind the inflammation when it comes to period pain. And if you want to understand that more, go listen to our episode with Dr. Jolene Brayden. Mm -hmm. She talks about it. And when I tell you It has been the biggest game changer. I actually haven't screamed about it as much as I need to because I don't even really want to go out to eat. Like Jenna has friends in town this weekend, which is going to be a blast and I adore them and we're going to eat out a lot and I'm kind of like, like I I don't want to because I want to cook my own food. Yeah, I completely understand that. It becomes this thing where like I just see cooking and health so differently, but it's so hard to balance your omega-3 and 6s because you can't see it right it's not a calorie counter it's not a weight number Mm -hmm. so it's almost like you just have to really believe that it's true because unless you're getting like blood work done you can't really tell except for in the results yeah incredible yeah I'm, and obviously, I'm so happy for you, too. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, number nine, magnesium, for the most part, for most people, should be supplemented. I can't even tell you how many health professionals have told us this by now. I don't think we've run into anyone that said don't right. supplement with magnesium. Magnesium is a very important mineral, and it is responsible for over 300 enzymatic functions in the body. It's responsible for a lot of things. And most of us do not get enough of it in our foods, food based off of what we're eating, the quality of the food these days. Magnesium is so, so critical. And I find that with my clients, with myself, with Jill, talking to health professionals, magnesium makes such a difference in your life. 
Which one to supplement with? Well, talk to your practitioner about it. Common ones are glycinate, malate, uh, L3 and 8. There's many different ones that you can take. I would say talk to someone about this on which one you should be taking. Jill and I are a big fan of the glycinate. I'm telling you right now, it's critical to the health of our bodies. It's associated with improved sleep, better mood, proper bowel function, good energy levels. The list goes on. And I'm telling you right now, most people do not get enough of it. We've been told this time and time again. Jenna, we've got one more. Yes. And it's arguably the most important thing we've learned or emphasized since starting our podcast. We're going to just pause for 0.2 seconds to see if anyone guesses it. Sleep is one of the best things you can focus on to improve your overall health. We can't stress it enough. Here are some notes. One, you, if you get into bed at 10 and your alarm goes off at 6, you did not get eight hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. By the time it took you to fall asleep and the times you wake up subconsciously throughout the night, that is not eight hours. So if you go to bed at midnight and get up at six, you're not even getting six hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. The majority of us are not getting enough sleep. And And enough quality Quality sleep. sleep. I use my aura ring to track my sleep. I am extremely sleep deficient and I know it and I'm working on it because I love to wake up early and but I also love to have my me time at night. So it's something I'm actively working on. Every doctor talks about it. You've seen it on the Huberman Lab podcast, which I feel like everyone follows nowadays. We talked about this with Dr. Amy and she gave a ton of her sleep tips that we should make into a reel. Yeah, for sure. Things that you can start doing to improve your sleep because insomnia is no joke. Not getting enough sleep is no joke. Dr. Amy basically said once she was able to focus on her sleep, after ending her stint as an ER doctor, her entire world changed for the better. The thing about the 10 topics we just discussed is some are really easy. Supplementing with magnesium is literally just adding a pill to your day. But a lot of these things require you to put in the time and dedication to making the changes. And I've said this on a number of podcasts. Shout out to Kim Kardashian. She's where I saw it. (laughs) If you do not make time for your health, your health will require you to make the time. Mm -hmm. And I just want to emphasize that so much because especially in our country, in America, we have this hustle and bustle lifestyle And it is glamorized to burn the candlesticks at both ends. And I just, being a recovering Mm -hmm. workaholic, overachiever type A, your body cannot sustain that lifestyle. So if you can start implementing, nothing we're talking about here is so I know, this is coming from Jill, a former collegiate athlete who literally was puking every single day because her body could not handle the high demand she was putting it through. Yeah, so I get how difficult it is to take the dive and to make these changes like sleep, like cooking your own meals. It requires preparation and thought and planning, but your life will drastically change and don't just pretend like your health issues aren't there. I think so many of us go through through life just accepting these wild 
issues that our bodies are calling out for us. Mm -hmm. The acne, the lack of sleep. Hey, hair loss. Hello. We didn't even talk about that. Mm -hmm. There are so many things. Period cramps. Our bodies are signaling to us, hey, we need help. And we're just being like, ugh. Another funny meme. Right. Another funny meme to express how hard it is being a woman or whatever it may be. Yeah. And one thing I like to tell people if I'm talking to them in person or if you're someone who maybe is like, oh, it's hard for me to make the change. I don't know what I'm doing, how to do it. I don't think it's too necessary. I'm doing just fine. Changing your health will change all other aspects of your life. I'm talking your relationships with your friends, your family, your partner, your ability to be a mom or have kids, your ability to excel at your job or whatever you're doing, the sharpness that you benefit from, from taking care of your health. So many aspects of your life will change if you are able to focus on your health and prioritize it. It is not selfish to prioritize your health. I will literally argue this with anyone who tells me otherwise. It is not selfish to focus on you and your health. Jill and I have reaped the benefits of taking care of our health, and it is a massive, massive difference in the quality of our lives. I just can't even explain it. You can't trick your body. It always catches up to you. Mm -hmm. And if you treat it properly, you can have a much more satisfied and enriched life. (laughs) Amen, sister. Congrats to us. (laughs) And thank you to everyone who has been listening and coming along for this journey. Jenna and I, we are constantly trying to get better. We are doing so many things behind the scenes to continue to ramp up and continue to grow and build this better platform for you all. So we love you all, our Gut Top fam. Thank Woo-hoo. you. And here's to 50 more. Woohoo!